Father, we say we love you. We say we love you in this place, and it is a joy, it is a privilege to be your people, to be your children, to be your friends. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you no longer call us servants, but you call us friends. And in this place, we're asking for revelation. What does that look like for us today? Friends of God, friends of God, friends of God. Father, I pray that you invite us in to the conversations of heaven to see from a heavenly perspective, to hear what your spirit is wanting to say. Father, may we be truly spiritually minded followers of Christ and not carnally minded followers of Christ. Let us be ones, oh God, that press in to you for you. Father, would you reveal the secrets? The secrets. The secrets that are not a mystery to not be discovered, but a mystery to be discovered. Lord, for us at times, we would admit honestly that sometimes the discovery of the mystery is almost like the prize. But Lord, it's the time with you of searching for the mystery that delights your heart. Father, I pray that we will never seek another prize except you. Another reward except you. Another treasure except you you thank you father that the promise of those that live by faith as we read in hebrews eleven six, without faith it's impossible to please god and anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists that's great but he also rewards those who earnestly diligently seek him Seek Him. Lord, we thank You that in John 17, You say, verse 3, that this is eternal life, that they may know You, Father, and that they may know the Lord Jesus Christ. Eternal life is not having your sins forgiven. It's essential to receive eternal life. But it's not eternal life. This is eternal life that they may know you. Going to heaven is not eternal life, but that's going to be a realm, an environment that facilitates eternal life, and that is to know Him. I believe that forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and a few more evers that we as created beings are going to have our breath taken away as God continually reveals another layer of Himself, another facet of Himself, another attribute of Himself forever and ever and ever and ever. And the beauty of our God is He says, you don't have to wait until you die. You can start to seek me and know me and find me now. If you seek me, you'll find me, says the Lord. If you seek me with all your heart, if it becomes your greatest priority, your greatest focus once again. And Lord, we're just here. We're just here in this building, which is just a building. With brothers and sisters, we say, God, we want to seek you first. We want to seek your kingdom first. We want to be people that keep it about you. Keep it about you. In the beginning, God, we keep it about you. Before we were born, God was. Before we had a problem, God was. Before we had victory, God was. In the beginning, God. And we just say we love you. God, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. We love you. 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 God, oh God, we bless you. We worship you. Praise God. You may take your seats. Do you want to stay with me? Wonderful. You guys can grab a seat. Praise God. Praise God. I'll get someone to bring that over. 
Good evening, church. You doing good? Anyone else? You're not asleep on me, are you? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm in your way here. So good to be in Wellington, New Zealand. Do you know that God's in Wellington, New Zealand? Do you know that God's in Wellington, New Zealand? This morning, we're just going to, as I said this morning before I started, it's, it's not part, one message, another message. We're just going to lean into what God's saying. Did God speak to anyone this morning? God stir, play some, some things on the banqueting table for us to say, well, what's God saying? And tonight I just want to lean into it. This morning I said that God, that nations are on the heart of God, that New Zealand is on the heart of God. Is it on your heart? About us being people that pray for our nation. So many times we pray against what's wrong rather than praying for our nation. We talked about that prayer is birthed in the heart of God. And I want to lean in tonight a little bit more to prayer and, and, and to prophecy. And, and I really pray that we've just got ears to hear what God wants to say. Father, you're good. We ask you to speak to us, Lord. This is your time. We're not here to rush and get through something. We just want to hear clearly. We just want to hear clearly. You're so wonderful, Lord. You're so wonderful, Lord. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hmm. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let you have a seat. Come and join us. One of the things that's been stirring on my heart over probably the last six months or so is this one statement, Father, lead me to the place of your choosing. Father, lead me to the place of your choosing. Sometimes I, I wonder if in the body of Christ and in our lives, maybe we're saying, Father, would you bless me as I go about what I'm doing? And God will do that because we're his children and he loves us and we're on a journey of maturing. And God loves to bless you when you're on your way to do what you do if you're a follower. But I believe a deeper prayer, I believe a prayer that is on the heart of God right now is not just that we, we ask him to bless us on the way to what we are doing, but we say, Father, lead me to the place of your choosing. And sometimes God's place of choosing is different to our place of choosing. Anyone live long enough to say amen. It's easy to say, bless me in what I'm doing. But we did not create ourselves. We do not exist for ourselves. We are created by God. We are created for God. Can I hear an amen? And when we think about prayer, uh, you're sort of messing me up, inviting me to come, because I was thinking about this even driving here. God's, God bursts what he's saying in me, but man, it's, it's, it goes deeper and deeper in me as, as I'm marinating in it to, to just come and, and bubble over. And God's on my case today. Thank you very much, The Rock. But if in the same way that we sometimes pray, God bless what I'm doing, as opposed to God, lead me to the place of your choosing. I want to lean into this when it comes to prayer and the prophetic, because I felt God say that both prayer and prophecy are about what God wants, not about what we want. And then myself, now that's a nice thing to say. Can, can we just lean into this for a little bit? Because I wonder how many times I'm praying more what I want than what God wants. How, many, how much of my prayers are focused on me and what I want and what I need? How much, how much of my prayer time is internal rather than external? I heard someone once say that many times we need to shift our praying from praying into a mirror to praying through a window. The, the very nature of God is a giver. God so loved the world, He... God so loved the world, He... 
Come on, talk to me, church. God's the love the world. He gave. He's a giver. He's not a taker. The enemy's a taker. That God Almighty is a giver. He gives, he gives, he gives, he gives. I wonder if the purpose... The purpose and the heart of God in prayer and the prophetic is not about taking or receiving, but about giving. I wonder if the breakthroughs that we're waiting for are on the other side of a switch of focus from internal to external. But you might agree with me and, hey, I go through stuff the same as you. Sometimes we look at people... Like me and others that are up here and say, well, that's fine for you. If you knew some of the things, and Pastor Greg does because he's journeyed some things, some of the absolutely turmoil that I go through at times on different things, including within recent months. It's not that I'm devoid of it. It's not that you're devoid of it. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. It says if you give, it shall come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. There's just a principle of God that says if it's out, if we focus outwards, something happens to us. Yeah, sometimes we're so focused on us, nothing changes. And God says if you change the focus, you want the thing to change, but the focus will change the thing. And I wonder if prayer, we've made it about asking for us. Hmm. You know how I said this morning that Father's always the initiator and the Holy Spirit is the one that always brings into existence, into reality what the Father wants. But in between, a word has to speak and say, let it be. And now we step into that place as per 2 Corinthians 1.20. And now all of God's promises are yes in Christ and the amen is now spoken to us. But no, so we're taking and we're stepping into the same role as the son in Genesis. That's powerful, wasn't it? But we need to understand the power of those prayers, the prayers that are answered, answered, whatever what country I'm in, answered, the, the, the prayers that are answered are not the prayers that are initiated by us, but they're initiated by the Father. But I wonder if too many of my prayers are initiated by me. I wonder if prayer is not so much about me getting what I want, but about me joining in and coming into agreement so that what God wants happens. I wonder if the purpose of prayer, as we read in Matthew 6, verse 9 and 10, when Jesus said, this is how you pray. Our Father in heaven, where's your focus? It's not here, it's here. Our Father in heaven, our Father in heaven. Hmm. I don't want to get distracted, but I will. It's not distraction, but I, I just don't want to labor on this. But notice when they said, teach us how to pray. These are people that grew up praying. Hmm. Oh, God help me. People that knew how to pray said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. There's a couple of things I see in this. Number one, I said, we can keep on just doing what we do. We can just keep on praying. But I wonder if in part of that was rather than we're going to continue just to lead ourselves in prayer every day. Lord, would you lead us in prayer? I wonder if our prayers will achieve and accomplish more when we say, God, what's on your heart? What are you thinking about? I often go for a walk. This is a deeper level. And don't look at me as a, this is strange. We're called friends of God. Jesus said everything the Father's revealed to me, I've revealed to you. Friends talk to each other and share their hearts. Friends are never one way. Me and my wife are best friends. I don't just do all the talking at her. She doesn't just do all the talking at me. I, what's, what's happening in your world? What are you, what's happening? How are you feeling? She says the same to me. God says, I, I call you friends. And everything the Father's revealed, I, I want to reveal to you. I want to have conversation. Je- Jesus, uh, the Old Testament came down and walked with Moses and talked with Abraham and, and had conversations and even changed. They changed his minds at times. And yet our prayers can be one way, just I'm talking to you about what I need. And they said to Jesus, would you lead us, teach us? We know how to pray, but we need to know how to pray. And he said, 
This is how you pray, our Father. I just think for some of us in this room, you need to let me finish this statement so you don't draw the wrong conclusion. We're children of God. Amen? See, my girls are growing up now, but when they're younger and they draw stuff, and they come and they draw things that are, it's a house and a family, and you look at it and you try your best to see a house and a family. Spaghetti and meatballs, that's exactly right. It, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You respond to them because they're your kids. And God responds, he's a, he's a heart God, more than an action God. That doesn't excuse action. But when it comes to prayer, he'll respond any way I want. But I just want to plant the seed. Many believers, our prayers are focused the Lord Jesus. Just hear what I'm about to say. They said to Jesus how to pray, and he said, this is how you pray. Father. Jesus withdrew to a quiet place every day to pray, not to himself, to the Father. And I wonder if some of us need to shift who we're addressing primarily. Do I talk to Jesus? Yes. Do I talk to the Holy Spirit? Yes. Absolutely. But they said, teach us how to pray. Okay, Father in heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Sometimes we come to Jesus. We stop at Jesus. Jesus says, come on, let's go to the Father. Let's go to the Father. My Father, your Father, same Father. The destination is Father. We say it's all about Jesus, and I'm not diminishing Jesus, am I, Greg? But Jesus said, it's actually about my Father. Your Father, my Father, our Father. Jesus is saying, when I pray, I pray to my Father. And so when you pray, you pray to your Father, but don't pray to your Father, pray to our Father. Jesus says, our Father. He's the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Come on. We get to pray to the Father like Jesus prayed to the Father. And I wonder if the I, I wonder if the purpose of prayer, as seen in Matthew six nine and ten, when it says, "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, let your kingdom come." The purpose of prayer is, Lord, let your authority, let your rule come, let your will be done on this earth as it's done in heaven. The purpose of prayer is not for me to get what I want, but for what Father wants to happen on this earth. I realize that so many of my prayers are focused on what I want God to do. The primary purpose of prayer is for us to be involved in seeing what Father wants done on earth. That the culture of heaven becomes the culture of earth. That the values of heaven become the values of earth. That the character of heaven becomes the character of earth. That the atmosphere of heaven becomes the atmosphere of earth. The God says, I, I love the nations. I, I want my kingdom to come. I want my will to be done on earth. Come on. As it's done in heaven. But I need some people that will step past themselves in prayer and into the actual purpose, which is not just I need this and I need that. But God, we want your kingdom come, your will to be done. In the nation of New Zealand, God, I, I don't want to spend all my prayer time saying, God, I need this in my health and I need this in my finances. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying right or wrong here. I'm saying what's really important and what's most important. It's like loving people and loving God. I'm not saying don't love, don't love people. It's the second commandment. It's not the 400th commandment. It's the second commandment. But it's not the first. The first is love God. Loving God and loving people are not equal. Loving God is the first and greatest commandment. Seek Him first. And from that, we will love people. I'm not saying don't pray for yourself. But I am saying let's pray, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Oh, in our, in our environments in Wellington, maybe God is wanting to pour out his spirit more than we've ever known but he needs a bunch of people to actually get beyond themselves even while you're on a struggle and on a journey it's not a denial of how you feel it's just a focus in the right but I'm convinced that many of the things that burden us down 
maybe will lose their grip and hold, not in response to our prayers for ourselves, but a focus, God, we want your kingdom to come. We want your will to be done. Our prayer many is not God bless us, bless us, bless us, bless us, but God bless this nation. God touch this nation. God pour out your spirit of God in Jesus' mighty name. I wonder if the purpose of prayer is for God's kingdom come and God's will to be done. And I, and I wonder if that's the purpose. I wonder if our position in prayer is the same as Jesus in Luke twenty two forty two when Jesus said, if you're willing, Father, would you remove this cup from me? You know what I see in that? I'm really glad that Jesus prayed that. It says when you're going through really, something really tough and you say, God, can, can you take this away? This is not taken away from what I just said. I talked about the best. and I'm talking about a flow. I'm talking about a focus. Jesus himself said, I don't want to go to the cross. I don't want to go through this, just this pain and suffering that I can't even articulate humanly. He says, Jesus, I don't want to go through that. Jesus wasn't a sadist. He didn't want to go through that pain. He felt that pain as much as you and I would feel that pain. And he said to his father, God, would you, would you take it away from me? But he finished the statement, yet not what I want, what you want. I wonder if the focus and prayer purpose is, God, let your will be done. And I wonder if our position, that's the purpose, let your will be done. And I wonder if our position is not what I want, what you want. I wonder. Mm, if the purpose of prayer is that your will be done. And our position, even if we can acknowledge what we're going through and even ask God to change it, is yet not what I want. What you want. I wonder if that's the purpose and that's the position. I wonder if the platform of prayer is as Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, in Matthew 4, 7, in Matthew 4, 10. When he faced temptation, he said, it is written. I wonder if the platform of prayer. Hmm. Oh, God, help me to articulate this. I, I, I pray you're getting something. I'm saying prayer and prophecy is not about what I want, but it's about what God wants. Are you getting this? And the purpose is, God, we want your will to be done. My position is, I want what you want, not what I want. And the platform for that, like the Father initiating the Holy Spirit, breathing into existence, the platform is, what have you already said? It is written. See, when, when Jesus was having that conversation and the enemy was coming against him, he, he, he was praying, he, he was rebuking. Doesn't it say in Matthew 16, Jesus said, I'll build my church, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus was standing in that place and he was rebuking the enemy, but he was doing it from the platform of it is written. You need to understand what I'm actually saying here. The power, see the enemy had to flee from him. Not just because there was a man speaking words, but his platform where he got his authority was the fact that my father has already declared this. The power of our prayer is not in our petition, but in the platform of what father has already declared. When you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, the power is not in you praying and laying hands on the sick, but the fact that Father has declared that by Jesus' stripes they are healed. It is what God has already said. When you're praying for revelation and salvation to come to people, it's not that you're praying. It's the fact that God says in His Word, it's my will that none should perish. I've already declared it. And we say, it is written. Hmm. Praise God. Praise God. Hmm. Purpose of prayer is God's will. Our position is not what I want, what you want. The platform for that is what's God already said. And the power of it is what I said this morning. The power is us coming into agreement with what I already said. See, the platform is that he said it, but the power is when we come into agreement with it. When we come into agreement with it. 
which is what we talked about this morning. When God says something, can we come into agreement with it? The Holy Spirit is released to bring into existence what Father is saying. I pray that empowers you in your prayer. But I want to talk about the prophetic for a little bit here tonight. Prophecy. As Greg said this morning, is hearing from God and sharing it with others. It is, my dad's definition is making known the mind, the will, the intention of God. What's on God's heart right now for this person? I want to encourage you to be people that seek God just to seek God. We don't seek God as a means towards an end. That's not what God wants. He does not want to be used. He's not a slot machine. He's not, I will spend time with you because I need a breakthrough here. I'm, I'm going to spend time with you because I want my, my health to be restored. I'm not going to spend time with you even so that you touch our nation. I'm going to spend time with you because I want to spend time with you. A.W. Tozer was very, very strong on that. God will not be used. It's, he, he said, whoever seeks God and effectively loses God in the end. It's seek him. That, as a locked-in platform, I need you to hear me now. Yet the heart of God, as we see throughout the whole scripture, God loved the world he gave. It's more blessed to give than to receive. See, I walk with God all the time. I, I love to talk to God. I'm, I'm doing it when I'm in my motel, when I'm out walking, when I'm flying. I'm 24-7. I'm just loving on God. He's loving on me. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that. I need you to hear what I'm saying. But I'm doing it because I love him. I'm in his word because I love his word and I want to hear from him. Are you hearing me? I'm not doing it for you. I, no disrespect. I love you. I think you're awesome. But you, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because... I, I love God. And you get the benefit of the overflow. That's what, that's what we mentioned this morning. You're right? So we've got to be careful that our focus in seeking God, there will come a time in that journey, and it should be early on. If the purity of our heart is God, we seek you just for you, that he will follow, follow his nature. He cannot be untrue to his nature. And our, his focus to us will not be just to us. It will be to others. If it's not, something's wrong. Same as with prayer. It's not about just what I want. It's about praying. It's about God's kingdom coming, God's will being done through us to others. I believe with the prophetic, this is something why it's so much on the heart of God that our focus is not just on us receiving, but on us giving and blessing. And I just want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Just for a few minutes, I just want to bring out a couple things and that's cool. Are you guys doing okay? I've grown up in church my whole life. And I'm just going to be transparent with you. I need you to hear me. Because many in this room, your belief system probably is the same as what mine was. And that is according to 1 Corinthians 12, which talks all about the fact that there's one body, many members. Anyone know 1 Corinthians 12? You know, there's one body, there's many members, and God has given different gifts. And the whole thing about if the eye says, because I'm not the elbow, I'm not part of the, No, 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 you're all different, you're unique. God gives more grace to different members. And he, and he says, and God, he, God gives gifts as he wills. So my, hus- my historical belief, I need you to hear me. And because so many times people want a different gift than what they've got. We envy gifts. Because we think one's better than another or that looks better or you get more accl- acclaim or applause. I-, I don't know what it is, but we can sometimes want different gifts. And so historically we've said, no, 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 no. God gives you what you've got. Celebrate what you've got because we need what you've got. It's different to what you've got. It's different to what you've got. And the whole body is fitly joined together and, e- and everyone is blessed when everyone leans into their gifts. That's my historical view. That we don't get to pick and choose. God gives the gifts. But I like to push back on that. 
First Corinthians chapter 14. Father, help me. Follow the way of love. First Corinthians 12, one body, many members. First Corinthians 13. How many people know what First Corinthians 13 is about? Say it a bit louder. First Corinthians 13, it goes through a whole bunch of things, including prophecy, including laying your life down, becoming a martyr, including so many incredible things. It says, it doesn't matter if you do all of these things, if you don't have love, it, is, it doesn't say it's worth nothing, it says you are nothing. That's pretty intense. And so it finishes up, love, 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 because God is love. And then it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, Now follow the way of love. Follow the way of love. Walk in the way of love. Let love be your motivation. Giving to others, even at the expense of yourself. Because that's what Jesus did, isn't it? See, the opposite of love is getting at the expense of others. Love gives at the expense of self. Jesus gave at the expense of self. He suffered and went to the cross. And he said, now follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy before I go on. God would not be a good God if he told all the people you can eagerly desire prophecy. If he had no intention of giving the gift of prophecy because he's given you another gift. And I used to think, hang on, no, no, he gives the gifts, he gives the gifts. And he gave me this illustration, I just want to plant this in and and, and I'm going somewhere here, so I pray you stay with me here. And he gave me the example of my daughters when they... When it's coming up to birthday times or Christmas times and, you know, they, they want a certain thing. Let's say when they're younger, they want a, a certain doll or whatever it might be. And, and leading up to it, they're talking about it. They're, they're, they're talking, I want this and I want that and, and I want this doll and I want this doll. And, and it's a desire of their heart. Now, when it comes time to give gifts, gives gifts as he wills, I give the gift because I want to. But I don't give the gift to my daughters based on just what I want for them, but on what they have been eagerly desiring. Did that make sense or not? Because God gives the gifts. But I do believe He, he responds to the desire of our hearts when it's from the right motivation. Follow the way of love and eagerly. If you want a spiritual gift because you want to be noticed, forget it, forget it, forget it. I don't want you to have the gift. You don't want me to have the gift. This is about me. But I come with a passion here to Wellington even on this weekend. I don't come to get a claim. I come and I'm in my, if you see me when I'm walking, if you see me when I'm in my motel room, when you see me and I'm in back of this God, I want your people to be encouraged tonight. Will you bless your people? God, I'm going to stir up the gift of God that's in me. Why? Because I want to bless you. God responds. And this is what it says about the prophetic. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. That's good, isn't it? Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. It's just you directly to God. Now, go with me here. Speaking in tongues is just you and God, so surely that should be the, the ultimate, just you and God directly. But listen to what it says. But everyone who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Do you notice there's no criticism, there's no harshness listed in there? Strengthening, encouragement, comfort. He who speaks in tongue edifies himself, builds himself up. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, says Paul. Listen, listen, if this is only for a few, he says, I want every believer to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets. Why? So that the church 
may be edified. It says those that speak in tongues edify themselves. This is my whole point for tonight, for prayer and prophecy. It's not about what I want and bless me and I need, but the focus of prayer is for God's will to come through us to other people. It's great to speak in tongues and build yourself up. He says, I want every, he says, I speak in tongues more than you all. He's not saying don't do it. He says, I do it more than everyone and I want you to do it. But there's something I want you to do more than just bless yourself in tongues. Bless other people through prophecy. Strengthen them, encourage them, comfort them. God is looking for his people to once again capture his heart and focus on others more than themselves. Thank you. I knew there's something I was meant to do. My wife tells me that when I speak, I should breathe. I thought if you do it once, it counts. Apparently, you've got to keep on doing it. I'm almost done, I think. I wonder if the keyboard player could come back. There are many people. I've got a couple more things to say, but you come back. That'd be good. I'm going to say a couple more things about prophecy. Number one, there's an encouragement to eagerly desire. Eagerly desire. I want to strengthen people. The reason that I've left my family in another country and I jump on a plane is not because I don't like my family. I love my family. But God Almighty, in his wisdom, says, responded to a heart that says, God, I want to do what you want. This is great. Come be a part of what I'm doing. See, it's not God. He came to bless what I'm doing. He said, come be a part of what I'm doing. Let's strengthen people. Let's encourage people. Let's do it. Let's do it. Eagerly desire. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 12, so it is with you since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit. Listen to this. Try to excel in those that build up the church. It's not about perfection. It's not about us being all polished. But he said, but try to excel in things that build up others. Try to excel in things that build up others. Praise the name of Jesus. There's some people in this room where you have have moved in the prophetic, you've moved in other gifts over time, but then something happened that maybe cause you to shrink back, step back. Fear came in. Maybe you gave a word and nothing happened. Gave a word and nothing happened. That's it. Good job. Many people have... Many people have shrunk back, stepped back from your gift expression because of disappointment. Because you gave something and someone, rather than receiving it gratefully, attacked and criticized. And I just want to really encourage you today. How many people know the scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, where it says, God did not give you a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Does anyone know that scripture? Please stay with me just for a moment. We say God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and of a sound mind. He didn't give me that. And we quote it all the time to do when fear comes. But do you know what the context of it is? The context is verse 6. It says, stir up the gift of God that is in you. 
which you received by the laying on of my hands because God didn't give you a spirit of fear. We quote the scripture all the time just to do with us being afraid of things. But the context is, hey, you've had a gift of God. You've received a gift from God. God has called you to bless other people and you have been hurt and you have shrunk back and you have stepped back. And he says, I want you to come. I am coming here to Wellington today for everyone in this room and say, stir up the gift of God. God didn't give you that fear. God didn't give you that fear. Come on. But they hurt me. They might hurt me again. Yes, they may. But you might just change someone's life or save someone's life. Jesus washed Judas' feet, not with the thought that he might betray him, but with a guarantee that he would betray him. Yet he washed his feet. He loved him. He served him. He said, this is how I want you to love one another. I want to encourage you. Step out, step out, step out. Stir it up, stir it up. I'm called to be a prophet. I know I've got the gift of prophecy. I'm called to be a prophet. But you know what? I I don't just, I got to stir it up. I've eagerly desired, I've received, but I got to stir it up. Do you have any idea that sometimes I'm in here and I'm in worship in places. I'm coming, I'm the minister, I'm the prophet. Everyone's expecting me to do something. And I'm standing there thinking about eating or thinking, God, I feel no anointing. I'm looking for it, saying, God, it'd be good if you could come anytime now. I don't float through and just. I stir it up. I wasn't sure where to start when I'm in the worship. This morning I was like, give me some water, I'll walk on it. Tonight I'm going, this is great, but God, where do we start? What do we do? I'm going to stir myself up. I'm going to stir myself up. Come on. God, I want to bless your people. I want to strengthen your people. You might say, you haven't prophesied over the people, but hang on, the prophet is to equip the saints. I'm I'm equipping you. I'm empowering you so you can bless other people. Again, it's not just bless me, bless me, bless me. I want to bless others through me. If you are empowered and desire to pray for others and to bless others tonight, then God says, my job here is done. Eagerly desire and stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. You say, but I've stirred it up and then it wanes. Stir it up again. Anyone got a fireplace? You don't stoke it up once and then three weeks later it's gone out. It's, it's dead. Stoke it up. Stir it up. Don't make me yell. Finally. Do you know what it means when I say finally? Not much. <clears throat> I'm better than my father. He used to say I'm working towards the possibility of eventual probability of a possible close. I mucked that up, but it was something like that. It's too long, I got confused. Let me add, sir, answer, whatever. A question that many of you in this room might be thinking or feeling. Can I give this to you? And we might remove this. Praise God. Yeah. And that is, how do I know if it's God? I'd love to encourage people prophetically. I'd love to speak the heart of God and strengthen people and bless people. Has anyone ever been on the receiving end of someone sharing something? And it's just like, that's just what I needed to hear. Has anyone received that? Can, does that really just, sometimes it not only gives you a shot for 10 minutes, sometimes it can actually 10 years later, 20 years later, that was a defining moment in your life. Is that true or not true? But the fear of most people, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but the fear of most people when it comes to the prophetic is, but I don't know if it's me or if I don't know if it's God. That's what most of the body of Christ are thinking. I, I, I like to step out, but I don't want to if it's just me. I need to know if it's God. So I'm about to, in the next few minutes before I close, tell you how to know it's God. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm not going to tell you if you're not ready. I'll go home. But it's... <clears throat> All right, God, help me. I live between two goalposts as it were when it comes to hearing from God and when it comes to the prophetic 
again, there's two goalposts. The first one is this, Psalm 37 verse 4, which says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Let me tell you what that does not mean. It doesn't mean if you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. What I mean by that is it's not the fulfillment of the desires in your heart. It's not if you love God and just like Him, God, this is not about me. I want to see your kingdom come. See, the focus is if I want God's will and I want to bless other people. And you, let me say before I say any more, everything I'm saying right now is contingent upon you knowing God's word. If you don't know God's word, this doesn't work. But if you love God's word and know God's word because God's will is contained in God's word and God never violates Himself from His word. And if you know the Word and you've stored it up and hidden your heart, then this is the way it works. When you live a life where your focus is, I love you, God, I delight in you, not my will, but yours be done, let your kingdom come. I want to bless people. And that is your focus. This is what God says. I'm not going to just fulfill what's in your heart, but I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. It's the placing of His desires into your heart. Does that make sense? So what we normally do at that stage is this, is this God. I've realised that the enemy so often is the one behind the questions that immobilise us. Way back in the beginning in Genesis, God had clearly stated stuff about the garden and He came to Adam and Eve. Is that really what God said? Is that really what God means? Questions, questions, questions. And so if my starting point, and God says faith is the evidence of things not seen, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So this is my first goalpost. As I go through life, my love and my adoration is on God and I want to I see His will done and I want to bless people. So if I think anything, anything at any time, and it's not against the Word of God, I don't go, is this God? I go, this is God. I change it from a question to a statement. You must say, but hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happens if it's not God? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because here's the other goalpost. Philippians 3.15. You who are mature, if at any time you think differently than you should, the Holy Spirit will make it clear to you. How good is that? We live in fear. Oh, maybe it's wrong. Don't you think the God of all creation, if your heart is pure and right, can make it clear? So rather than live in fear and never step out, why don't we step out knowing that even like Peter, when he stepped out, he walked on water and he started to go down. Jesus didn't say, wow, you mucked that up. He picked him up. How about we trust God enough to step out? And here's the thing, if you know God's Word and it's not bad, don't go and prophesy to someone, you need to leave your wife and go and check her. Don't do that. That's Know the Word. But I, my starting point is if you're feeling anything, it's going to be somewhere along the line of even God loves you. God really likes you. You've been going through a hard time, but God's going to come through. His grace is sufficient, whatever it may be. You, you feel something. I'm just going to give someone a call. You feel to give someone. I'm going to give someone a call and just love on them. Maybe that's not God. Even if it wasn't God, it's still good. But I want to know if it's God. One of the things I believe would benefit you, as it has benefited me, has got rid of these two words, talking about my life, natural and spiritual. What do you mean, Steve? This is what I mean. I don't have a natural life and a spiritual life. God said to me some years back, Steve, you're always Steve McCracken. There's never a time when you're not Steve McCracken. Whether you're going to the shops, where you're playing sports, watching TV, where you're praying, prophesying, or reading the Bible, you are always you. And I didn't die for an event in your life. I died for you. You're the common denominator. So therefore, I live that same principle. If I have any thought, and it's not against the Word, 
my starting point is this is God, not just here when I'm ministering to you, but when I'm driving my car, when I'm walking down the street, when I get up to go get a coffee and I feel, just wait five minutes. I wait five minutes. Do you know why? Because it's not. you might say, that's not God. Hang on. God goes, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? When I'm walking down the street and I walk past a piece of paper and I feel, go back and pick it up. I go back and I pick it up. When I'm driving down the road and I'm going that way and I feel turn left, I turn left and I get a hundred meters, turn around and go back and you go, that's not God. That's not God. I want to tell you, God's saying, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Because if I can trust you with something that doesn't seem to matter, then I can trust you to come and prophesy life into someone's life. The question is not, is it natural or spiritual, but are you listening? And is there times where it might be just me? Yep, I don't care. And nor does my father. But he's because he sees a son that just goes, I'm going to trust you. And, and, and you know what? I'm hearing God all the time. I'm hearing God all the time. And I love it because I'm operating not from a place of, is it God? But this is God. Because I want to bless you. I want to encourage you. I want to strengthen you. Don't you think Father wants to just speak through people that want God to bless you and do you good? So this is what I encourage you to do. This week. This week. If you're a person that knows God's Word. And you're a person that loves God. I just want to encourage you with your prayer. With prophetic and other gifts. Can we make it about what God wants, not about what we want? And I wonder if you would join me in living a life that says, Father, if I have any thought, any feeling, forget natural, forget spiritual, forget, wow, it's amazing, incredible revelation from heaven, or it's pick up that piece of paper or wait five minutes to get your cup of coffee. If it's not bad, I'm going to go, this is God, and I'm going to do it. I guarantee within a week, you're going to, it's like your antenna, you're going to start to tune and you're going to go, man, I know this is God. I know this is God. I know this is God. What have you got to lose? Will anyone do that? God wants you to be a praying church. We said it this morning. God wants you to be a prophetic church. One that says, it's not about what I want. It's about what you want. I'm going to seek you for you. But I know the flow on for that is I'm going to also seek you for others. I seek God for God, number one, but I also seek God for you. Are you strengthened? Are you encouraged tonight? It's because my heart is for God's will to be done in your life. We've got to... I'm closing. I am. I just... We've got to get past this is difficult. God just says it's really not if you know my word and you want to bless people listen to me I'm making you a promise I will speak to you for others and don't wait for something a word like in three years God is going to send you to Africa on a one way ticket and it's going to be for 27 years and then you're going to have triplets it doesn't have that wasn't for you just just, you happen to be in my line of sight it was no Sometimes we're waiting for something profound when sometimes what someone needs is you're on God's heart right now. That there can make the bigger difference than what I just said previously in some people. In fact, some people hear the other thing and it's Last stories are close. I remember my dad telling the story. He said he was doing a presbytery years and years and years, decades ago. Presbytery is when you get a few prophets together for the purpose in a group like this just to prophesy over people. So not preaching, it's just we prophesy over lots of people. And they call out people and the three of them gather around and this is Dad telling the story. In his pre-broken days, he said, oh, man, I was giving the best Pentecostal, just, man, it was, it was eloquent. It was wow, wow, wow. And the next guy gets up, wow, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. It's going to change the world and this and that. And they said, the guy was sitting there like, Nothing. And then there's one guy who walked up. The other prophet goes, West, go West, and sat down. And the guy just started breaking down in tears. And they're like, what the? The guy's name was, his surname was West. And he was praying, do I go to the East Coast or the West Coast? 
And this prophet got West Go West. Doesn't sound very spiritual to me, but okay. West Go West. That's what he needed. Do you trust God enough that even when it doesn't make sense to you, it might just change someone's life? If you feel God just wants to say, I love you, I can't tell, they know that. Maybe they, maybe they theologically know it, but their whole cry this week is, God, do you even love me? Because it feels like the heavens are, are, are closed up and I, I just need to know, do you love me? You go, God loves you. And they go, that's all I needed to hear. Don't wait for something big, just hear something and speak it. If it's not against God's word, just bless. I beg you, just bless. In your workplace, you don't have to put Scripture in verse and say, Thus saith the Lord. You don't have to do that. But if God drops a man, they're they're struggling at the moment. You can go and say, Hey, I'd love to grab a coffee with you. Would you like a coffee? They might say, Yeah. And then just listen and love. And maybe that changes their life. Let's not make it. It's not about that. It's about literally loving enough to get past ourselves in prayer and the prophetic and other gifts and say, God, I just want your will to be done in their life. Would you use me? I wonder if you stand with me. I wonder if you close your eyes and just focus on the Lord as we I just want everyone focusing on God just in this moment. I feel such a stirring in my heart that many of you have heard again the word and something in you that says yes. Yet for many of us in this room, it's like, I still don't know if I can. I need you to hear me with your spirit right now. The Bible says, I, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. that says, I can't, I can't, I can't. And not with your ears, but with your spirit. Let me speak into you. That thought of, I don't know if I can do this, is not from God. And it's not just from you. It's from an enemy that wants to come and steal, kill and destroy the gift, the call, the grace of God upon your life. The focus of you on other people. You might say, but I'm, I'm so struggling at the moment. I don't know that I could do this. Or I don't understand the equations, the principles of God. But I just know He says, if you refresh others, you will be refreshed. There have been many times, and your pastor even know this, that I've ministered over recent months. When I, outside of that, I feel like I've got nothing to give. I've gone through a dark night of the soul, as you might be going through. But I still had to lean in God. You want to bless these people. I don't feel like I've got anything. I need your help. And God responds to people that are willing to live beyond themselves even when they feel like they've got nothing in themselves to give because the reality is we don't have anything in ourselves to give. It's God Almighty that we're giving. When I am weak, He is strong. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And Father, we just commit. So I don't understand this fully. I I still have some thoughts, but tonight I just wanna I just wanna take a step of even faith and obedience and say I wanna be a person that when it comes to prayer, I wanna I wanna shift from internal to external. I wanna shift from asking just for me to saying, Father, what is your will? And I'm gonna start to stand in the gap for other people. I wonder if there's anyone that say, you know, I just want to go the next step in there. Well, just every eyes closed. I wonder if you lift up your hand high to a God and say, I don't fully understand this, but I just want to be one that says, God, I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart. I wonder if in the prophetic, the whole thing, eagerly desire gifts, especially prophecy. Remember Paul said, I want everybody to prof- uh, to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have everyone prophesying. Uh, let me make this really clear. God's will for every person, every person without exception in this room right now is that you eagerly desire to hear from God for others. Prophetic. Because it's just, it's just right according to God's pattern. And if that's you, just lift up both hands really high. And I just feel in my spirit, I want to respond to God. Uh, as much of the church, I, I wonder if you would take a step out of your seats and come and gather right around the front here and come and join me. That's just, you know, sometimes it's good to take a step of faith.
Come on, church. God, I believe, is doing something in these last few minutes. If that's you, come on, come on. Don't be shy. You've lifted up your hands. Come. It's God, I want to I wanna turn my prayers beyond myself to others. Right, Come right up to the steps with me here. And reach out to God right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm asking for an outpouring of your Spirit, for a boldness and a faith, Lord. I'm asking for ears to hear. Lord, I'm asking, Lord, right now I pray against the spirit of fear that has gripped some of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I say the spirit of fear. I right now take authority. I rebuke you. I forbid you. And if that is you, I want want you to say no more fear. Come on, loud. No more fear. No more fear. No more fear. Because, Father, we acknowledge that it might not have happened the way we thought it would, but today is a new day. 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 Father, we are your people, created by you, created for you. And we love you so much that we want to be a part of what you're doing in this great planet. And in this great nation of New Zealand, we know that you are ready, you're willing, you're wanting to pour out your spirit like never before. And we would be a people in this room and say, God, would you use me? Would you use me? Would you help me to see from a heavenly perspective what's happening in Wellington? Lord, would you stir my heart and would I stir my own heart to start to pray and intercede and declare the blessing, the favor of God upon this great land in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, because we do not fight flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. Help us to see if there's things that we need to forbid and bind. But Lord, the greatest thing that we need to do is loose, release the presence, the glory, the goodness of God. Father, right now we ask for the political leaders of this nation. Say, God, would you bless them right now in Jesus' name. Father, would you bring revelation, truth of who you are to the Prime Minister, to the people in the Parliament on both sides. Father, right now in Jesus' name, where there's opposition, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that, Father, you open doors that you want open, you'll close doors that you want closed, but you'll do it for your glory. Father, I pray people start to have encounters with God. Lord, supernaturally, I pray that people have encounters with God through men and women of God that they meet along the street and in the shopping centers of God in Jesus' name. And we just declare together, we prophesy, Father, let this be a nation that is known as a Christian nation, a nation known as, as a place of God where the Spirit of God resides and moves. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Father, we also make a final commitment here tonight that when we pray and we do not see the answer to the prayer as we would expect it to be or even as your word says it will be, we will not stop. We will not retreat because we know it's you that does the supernatural, not us. And we will pray and keep on praying. We will knock and keep on knocking. We'll seek and keep on seeking. And together, you're going to just bless this nation in the most incredible way. We just say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just pray even this week as your people just step into your presence and say, Father, what's on your heart? What's on your mind? And start to focus on you and start to declare your blessing and your goodness. Lord, would you refresh them and do them good? If you're in this room, uh, I just feel God say, uh, if you're in this room and there is something in your life that you need a shift, you need something to shift. You have tried, you pray for years, you pray for a long time, maybe a short time, but you just need it to change and nothing in the natural seems to be changing it and you need God to do something. Lift up your hands really high right now. 
receive by faith right now, I'm going to pray over you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you said life and death is in the power of our tongue. You've called me to be a prophet, and you said speak to the dry bones. And so right now I speak into your situation, and I prophesy if it's in alignment with God's will, that now will be the time that something shifts and something changes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every closed door I prophesy open. Every open door that Father needs to close in order to open the door that you don't even yet see. I pray that Father will close. When Father closes, know that Father's only closing to get you to look at another door. Don't be put off and do not be distracted or even surprised when the answer comes in a different package than you thought it was going to come in. Some of us are looking in the wrong direction. Father, change our direction. Change our vision. Oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. But I say, God, let it change in Jesus' name. I prophesy life. I prophesy life for those with healing that need healing right now. Lord, I right now prophesy long life in the name of Jesus Christ, old for new, for relationships that need to be restored. Father, restoration in the name of Jesus. There's something shift this week. We ask for this in the name of Jesus and we ask for it for the glory of God. Lord, and I speak a blessing upon every person in this room. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God bless you guys so incredibly much. I am I, I love this house. I love your pastors. Uh, I, I just get a sense of what God's doing here in Wellington. And, and we've got some pastors from another church here that just started, Brendan and Phoebe and some guys from Uprising Church in Wellington. How many people know that God loves the body of Christ? So I'm going to come back to their church and I'm coming back to your church. I'm already locked into November, first weekend of November. God is doing something. But don't wait for someone to come. You carry it this week. You carry it next week. Have the posture of Isaiah. Here am, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Come on. Come on. I remind you what I said this morning. This week you're going to do a workplace as a sent one. As a sent one. When you walk in, it's the same as if Jesus was walking in because he's in you. I just want to say God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for having me. And if I can encourage you just every day, believing in you as a daily devotion. Father's asked me to write every day for the rest of my life. It's just a very, very short devotion that you can get by email, Facebook, Twitter. And if you want to just hear, it's called believing in you. Every day is a journey discovering how much God believes in you. How, how does that sound? It's just not a teaching. It's just an overflow of my time with God. You get the content without the volume. Some of you think that's pretty awesome. So if that would bless you, just go to believinginyou.com.au. Subscribe. It's free. Get that. Be blessed by that. God bless you heaps.